Welcome back to some malicious compliance. Let's get to it. Car dealer tells me I should waste my time and go to a competing dealer, because they also won't give me the price they list on their website. Story by Novival, Capitalist. This took place 8 years ago when I was buying my first new car, not just a new-to-me car. I spent a good amount of time researching the options available, both in terms of other models from other manufacturers and option packages on the car in which I was most interested, so I knew exactly what I wanted coming in the door. In 2014 car dealer websites hadn't quite gotten to the level of borderline bait and switch trickery you see these days so if a dealer's website said they had a particular car on the lot at a particular price, they almost certainly did. There were several in the region that matched what I was looking for, one specifically at my existing dealership. This wasn't a smaller dealership, it was one of the largest in the Northern Virginia area for this particular brand. I had had a reasonably good experience with their service department overall and figured I'd give their sales department a chance to shine. That was my first mistake. I showed up on a Wednesday after work. It was early June, so with the mercury being in the upper 90s I was dressed in a comfortable, but still very presentable combination of a polo shirt and khaki shorts. When I entered the sales side of the dealership I could see what appeared to be all the salespeople in a conference room laughing and joking while taking scissors to the tie of one of the men present. Later, I found out that was a rite of passage after making your first sale. I waited around for a minute or two as the conference room had glass walls and it would be impossible not to notice me as I'm not exactly a small fellow at 6 feet, 6 inches tall. When no one came out to greet me I went up to the receptionist's desk and said hi, I'm interested in, model of car, and there's one in stock I'd like to see. Her response, without even looking up from her phone was okay. I stood there for another 20 seconds or so and then politely asked would someone be able to show me that car? This finally prompted her to look up from her phone. She looked me up and down, scoffed a bit, and said she'd go and get someone. I was willing to give them the benefit of the doubt hoping that things would turn around. That was my second mistake. The receptionist came back with what looked like the youngest, most wet behind the ear salesperson she could find, as evidently I wasn't worth the time of the more experienced folks. I explained that I was interested in a car that their website said they had in stock and provided him with a printout, showing the stock number, price, and all other pertinent details. It took him a while to find the car on the lot but after a brief test drive, I knew it was what I wanted and began the sales process. I had a trade-in, which had been primarily serviced by them, and for which I already had a written offer from CarMax so I knew how much I should receive for it. He quoted me just over half of that figure. When I pointed out that I could get several thousand more by taking it to the CarMax just up the road and had a written offer from them for that specific amount he went and got his sales manager who offered to drive me there and pick me up afterward, but that they wouldn't match what CarMax offered. I was a bit surprised that they didn't want a nice used car to sell for themselves, six years old, top of the line, reasonable mileage, and serviced by them specifically, but again, cut them more slack than they deserved. When we got to the price things really fell apart. He quoted me a price that was several thousand dollars higher than what they displayed on their website. When I showed him the printout again with the noticeably lower price he looked to the sales manager for guidance. The sales manager immediately took the line that the price listed includes all available rebates and special offers and you may not qualify for all of them. I was now frustrated and showed them printouts from the other dealers in the area that had a similar price shown and said that if they weren't willing to honor the price listed on their website, I'd just go to the next closest dealer that had that model in stock at that price. His response sealed the deal for me, go ahead, waste your time and go to, competing dealership. We won't hold it against you when you come back here. I told them okay, thank you for your time. I'll go to, competing dealership. And got up to leave. 
No one stopped me and the receptionist said nothing as I walked past her out to the parking lot to drive to the other dealership. When I got to the competing dealership it was already around 8pm as I had spent a fair amount of time at the first dealership and Northern Virginia traffic has never been known for being reasonable. I had a salesperson approach me immediately upon entering the dealership and I explained I've just come from, first dealership, and want to buy, particular model of car. Both of you have that car in stock with the options I want. They wouldn't give it to me at the price shown on their website. If you will I'm ready to sign on the dotted line right now. The salesperson immediately took me to his office, verified that they had the car, and confirmed that yes, the price on their website was accurate and I could walk out the door with that price. We started the process and when we got to the trade-in, I further explained how the other dealership tried to lowball me on the trade. He said if I could produce a written offer from CarMax for the price I mentioned, they would match it. I gave him that paperwork and without any further discussion, he agreed they would match that, and we moved on to financing. I hadn't gotten this far with the other dealer, but I had already lined up financing through my credit union. He asked if I'd be willing to see if his F and I guy could match or beat that figure. I agreed to let him try and he came back with a rate that was 50 basis points lower. Needless to say, I was already very happy with these people, but that definitely sealed the deal. Right as I was finishing the paperwork the salesperson from the first dealer texted me to ask if they would give me the car at that price. I responded back that they would and I was finishing up the paperwork at that very moment. He immediately tried to call me, then texted me saying he'd give it to me for $500 less. I responded to his text stating that I'd already signed the paperwork and he had lost the sale. Once the paperwork was complete, the exceptionally pleasant and helpful salesperson at my new dealership spent an additional half hour after the dealership had closed for the night running me through some of the features of the car and showing me how the infotainment system worked. This was completely above and beyond what I expected, as I thought I'd just be reading the 300-page user manual to figure it out on my own. I drove home that night with my shiny new car a very happy camper. The next day I decided to rub a little salt in the wounds of the first dealership, so I drove there straight from the office. For context, I work in the banking industry and at that point, it was still very much business formal dress. I showed up in my suit with my briefcase and had people falling all over themselves trying to help me, including the receptionist who clearly remembered whom I was midway through me asking for the particular salesperson I dealt with the prior day. She offered me a seat and asked if I wanted some coffee while she went to get him and I politely said no, thank you. I won't be here long. She somewhat quietly slash sheepishly responded that she'd be back with that salesperson very shortly. There was a couple in the waiting area who seemed a bit displeased that they'd been waiting for a salesperson, but I got one the moment I walked in the door. No more than a minute later the salesperson and his manager came out. The salesperson recognized me and with a look of defeat on his face shook my hand and asked how I was today. Before I had a chance to respond, the sales manager spoke up to introduce himself as if I hadn't spent an hour and a half with him the previous day. After I reminded him that I was there yesterday, and he had said it would be a waste of time to go to the competing dealer because they'd never give me the car I wanted at the price shown on their website his demeanor very quickly pivoted back to the snotty, insolent person I dealt with the previous day. He proceeded to ask, well, did they? With a bit of a sneer. I said nothing but turned to the side and clicked the remote for my new car so the horn would give a few chirps. He said good for you in a rather curt tone and walked away, leaving the poor salesperson on his own. I shook that salesperson's hand, thanked him for his time, and turned around to leave. The receptionist spoke up as I walked past her and asked in a rather chipper voice if I needed any further assistance. I politely responded that no, the other dealership had provided me exactly what I needed and I was all set. To make things just that little bit better, as I passed the couple sitting in the waiting area, I saw them exchange looks with each other that seemed to say perhaps we should go too, the dealer I mentioned, I said nothing further and walked out of the building wearing the smile of a winner. TLDR 
car dealer treats me poorly and won't honor the price they list for a car. Tells me that I should waste my time and go to a competing dealer in the area because they also won't honor the price they list for the car, but the competing dealer does honor the price and I get a fine new car at a very nice price. Arrogant coach slash teacher threatened to send me to the principal, I obliged. Story by L1B3RD0RD3 odd. This was over a decade ago, time is a cruel mistress, so some details are foggy. Going into their senior year of HS, at a small rural high school where the smart kids all get sent off to the distance learning building their junior and senior years to take college courses. Junior year, the woman in charge of us in distance learning had been teaching at our school district for 15 plus years. She knew us, and our families taught us in multiple grades, and coached about three quarters of us in track or tennis. Keep in mind, our entire student body, K-12, wouldn't have broken 500 kids even if they padded the numbers with voluntary pre-K and GED students. She knew us, and our antics, and generally trusted us to get our work done. She made sure we actually watched our classes and didn't get into a bind on our assignments. Outside of that, as long as we were doing something productive and had our main stuff done, our time was ours to use as we saw fit. In my case, it was mostly spent playing guitar and reading up on the playbook for whatever athletic competition I had that week. I was an academically good, but insufferably lazy student. Summer passes, and the first day of the senior year comes around, the teacher we all adored had moved away, her husband got a job elsewhere that paid big dollar, and in her place is some tall red-haired jackass none of us had ever seen before. Turns out he's the new head coach for girls basketball and our new distance learning supervisor. Our college courses didn't start for a couple of weeks, so he spent the entire first day pontificating on how lucky we all were to have him since he had spent the last 10 years in the university world and knew how it worked and would make sure we weren't just slacking off because we were seniors. The fact that he went from university to HS should have been a red flag to the people that hired him. Whatever. A couple of weeks go by of this coach, we'll call him Bob, making us do pointless practice assignments like writing a paper on respect in APA format or researching a new car for his wife while citing our sources. All under the guise of making sure we were prepared. The students all politely informed him that these courses were through a community college and were generally no more difficult than a normal AP high school class, except for the STEM courses. Fast forward two weeks and courses start. Finally, we thought, Bob's antics throughout the year would have been bearable, had he not made a habit of insulting students who did something that wasn't to his liking, or held a political view contrary to the university culture he came from, which was all of us. He went to demanding that we submit all assignments to him before our actual professors, which he then did not go through quickly, causing a great many of us to lose points for late assignments, we started ignoring this and sending him a copy at the same time we submitted the assignment, and telling us all that we were in no way mature enough for this kind of learning, we all had to maintain an institutional GPA of 3.0 or better to stay in the program, we averaged 3.8, and if it was up to him he'd take our entitled asses right back over to the main building for real classes. The straw that broke the camel's back came at the end of the fall semester. We'd all taken our finals, passed, and were looking forward to an easy few weeks. Bob came in that morning, in a worse mood than usual, I found out years later this was the day his divorce proceedings began, and started berating one of the girls for how she was dressed, she ignored him, as did the rest of us. We were all just making it through to the end of the semester. Bob then began one of his speeches about how terrible and entitled we all were. No one was paying attention. Which made him even angrier, but he knew he couldn't really punish us for anything. So, he zeroed in on one kid that had been placed in the classroom for remedial learning as it was a quiet, consistent environment. He was the one student in the room actually working on something. The convo paraphrased as this was over 10 years ago went as follows. Bob, so, 
What are you doing? Somewhat rudely, I'm trying to study for my tests coming up so I don't get held back. Bob, for what? So you can eventually go flip burgers at the Dairy Queen and makes a six-figure income as a welder now? Please, you're not going to get it done anyway, so have some respect and pay attention when an adult is speaking. That was it for me. You see, happened to be my cousin. I was intimately familiar with his academic and personal struggles and knew how hard he was working to straighten up. Our family is a rather well-known and affluent one in our community, and was cruelly regarded as a screw-up by some folks outside of our family, despite his overwhelmingly kind disposition. Now, this move in shit stick was insulting the most vulnerable member of the class, and my family. It was time to hurt this guy in the worst way I could think of without hurting myself too badly or getting arrested. You see, my mother had been teaching for 25 years in the district at that point, and my stepfather is a retired guidance counselor, so I knew the rules. I'd previously refrained from honestly discussing his conduct with my parents because Bob's daughter had actually become part of our friend's circle, and I knew how hard life would be on her if her dad lost his job, as his reputation made her life hard enough. The college course's kids also all did theater and athletics together, so she was part of our life, again, tiny school, half the varsity offensive line was part of a district-winning production of Flowers for Algernon and our star running back is also a regional qualifier in robotics. But, she was graduating with the rest of us and going to school out of state, so collateral damage would be minimal. Knowing what would happen next, I casually remarked Coach Bob, it seems to me that if you knew half as much about basketball as you think you know about, you'd probably still have your job at university, or would have gotten your contract renewed for another year at the last school board meeting. Where will you go after the school year ends? The room went dead quiet. That info wasn't in the newspaper yet. Bob's face turned an absolutely vibrant shade of red. His voice shaking he tells me, outside, now. I calmly set down my book and stepped out into the foyer of the building. Bob followed me out, closed the door, and proceeded to scream every insult and cuss word he could think of in my face for at least four straight minutes. I was the smug, lazy, entitled little shit he had ever seen apparently. I may have been able to pull the wool over the eyes of my pastor, every other teacher, his daughter, and all my coaches, who were constantly irritated with me for being lazy, but goddammit I couldn't fool him. I was never going anywhere in life and I was just going ride my family name like a parasite. To be honest, his lung capacity was kind of impressive, I don't think he took a single breath for the entirety of his rant. Once he stopped to catch his breath, I asked, Coach Bob, may I go back to reading now? Bob screamed, no, your ass is going straight to principal and I will write down exactly what you said and you will sign the damn thing do you understand? Yes sir, I'd be happy to sign it. Bob gave me a questioning gaze. Actually, I'd be happy to go down to principal, I need to ask him for a letter of recommendation for a scholarship, and of course, he will ask me what lead to me saying something so disrespectful. Of course, I can't lie to him. And then I'll mention our little chat out here. By this point, the teacher in the other classroom, who I also happened to be related to, came out to see what the commotion was and heard at least the tail end of his glorious speech. She was about to say something, but I turned and gave her a smile and wink. I had it in the bag. 18-year-old me was riding high. Bob sent me back into the distance learning room and followed me in. I stood by the door, awaiting my office referral. A minute went by and it never came. Sit down, Jones. Coach Bob, I believe classroom insubordination requires an office referral. If that's the way you want to go. Bob's voice started to raise but at this point, he understood his situation. He wrote up the office referral and I walked happily down to the admin office. The principal was surprised to see me, and even more surprised that I was sent there on disciplinary action. 
I told him what had happened and I got detention for one day as punishment for the open disrespect of a teacher, which I kind of deserved, and a thank you for my honesty. The next two weeks were heavenly. Bob barely spoke a word and spent most of his time glaring at me or looking at job listings. At the start of the spring semester, he wasn't in distance learning, in fact, he was nowhere to be seen. Turned out he'd accepted a last-minute opportunity somewhere else before the Christmas break and had to move there in time for spring practices to start. What a coincidence. I found out years later that Bob was soon let go from his next coaching job, and he had gotten divorced. Other faculty had apparently repeatedly complained about his conduct and he was on incredibly thin ice long before my little stunt. Honestly, I kind of feel sorry for the guy after writing this memory down. Congratulations to everyone that made it to the end. TLDR, an asshat masquerading as an educator pushed 18-year-old me over the edge. 18-year-old me popped off knowing it would make asshat say things that would get them in more trouble than me, and that I would be sent to the principal. I was sent to the principal and informed him of everything that happened, including what I said, and what the asshat said. Asshat wasn't there next semester. Thank you to those who've taken the time to listen to these stories. I'm truly grateful for that. Until we meet again for the next episode, I hope you have or had an amazing day.